cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Hey, welcome back to another episode of um, Beards, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Melia and Lisa, take you through an episode-by-episode episode rundown of the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, hello, I'm here. And um, today, <laughs> Melia is also playing producer, which I'm really impressed by. I actually think I should take a photo of this whole setup with two computers, and yeah, it's very impressive. And I'm doing all of this while a little bit hungover because I went to a Russian birthday last night and as anyone who has been to a Russian birthday knows or could probably guess um, one does not simply drink a couple of drinks at a uh, BYO vodka Russian restaurant with Russians. But beer is going to help that. But beer is helping. We are not um, we're not promoting alcoholism except a beer the next day can be helpful. And Melly has chosen a really cool beer today. Yeah, do you want to tell us about it? Or? Why am I telling you about it? I don't know. I was going to be generous. Oh, know. I know. But like, you chose the beer. <laughs> okay. You've got to take the cred. Yeah, well, I am really excited about the beer we chose today. It's called The Bookie. Um, and it's created by a Melbourne um, indie brewing company called The Co-Conspirators. Um, which is like two couples from Melbourne. Um, as for reasons that are going to become pretty clear you know, through this podcast recording. This is very thematically linked to our content Which is what we always try to do. Yeah. It's been really lucky so far. I feel like as time goes on, it will be harder. I did spend <laughs> like 15 minutes in the bottle o today trying to find this beer, like ABR. And then I was like, oh, it's perfect. But yeah. It's quite funny when they ask you what you're looking for. Because like I've done it as well. <laughs> They're like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, a convict themed beer. Like, it's just... Yeah. Can you help How me? How much can we stretch the metaphor? Yeah, exactly. This one was easy, yeah. so that's yeah, good. Yeah, this one was easy. And remember, um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BeardsBeatsBSG um, to see the beards that we drink every week. We've popped up a picture from of already of this one. That's this one has a very are. cool label yeah, as well. We it's a to. very cool label. Yep. Um, and also like screenshots, pop culture references. Um, also want to call out that we did have a week off last week. Lisa, not been feeling very well. No, you can still hear my voice is a little bit husky, but, um, you know, I'm having a mix. Like I've got like honey lemon in one side and like a beer on the other. So I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And you actually look, you timed your sickness really well because I was away. Yeah. So it's like you knew. You yeah. Know? Yeah. My body was like, it's okay now. You can miss this week. Yes. But we are back, baby. We are here to cover the sixth episode of the first season, which is directed by Rod Hardy. Um, written by Jeff, Jeff Vlaming. I want to uh, revisit Rod Hardy for a minute because, Lisa, you might remember that Rod directed our least favourite episode of the season so far, Act of Contrition. Ah. Hmm. Which, you know, I think this episode does a really good job in counter counterbalancing some of the bad feelings I had towards him at the end of that episode. Yeah, this episode was much better. I breathed a big sigh of relief when yeah. I watched it. I was like, oh, <laughs> good. It's good again. I was speaking to a friend of mine who was like, I think that most fans just like mentally block yeah. out those yeah. two episodes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's good. It's good. It's, it's kind of rough as well. It's so early on in the first season. I can imagine people like watching along at the time being like, ah, oh, nah, I'm done. done now. Yeah. So it was good three episodes, but, but I'm, I'm down. Yeah, there are a lot of shows like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, it took me like at least four or five episodes to get into orphan black. Like, and mm. it's only because I was told it was so good. And I was yeah, like, you persevere. you've got to get through it. You've got to get through it. Well, so that's like the conversation we're having at the moment about house of cards. Oh yeah. Has finished the most recent season. Of I the have Netflix finished show. it. I have not finished it. I'm finding it extremely demanding of my time. 
And I may or may not have spent most of the last two episodes, I think we're in like uh, like episode nine or ten now, um, on my phone, which is always a bad sign because, mm. you know, one screen isn't enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know you're kind of dipping out of interest, but I will persevere because I trust your judgment. Well, now I'm really scared about that because maybe – I just like how it ended. I don't know – yeah anyway we're not gonna give any spoilers it's just I mean I think as well it's been going on a while I think it's way too close for home as well like these like out of the you know there was an article the other day about um Melania Trump yeah uh copying Claire Underwood's style no way and I was like oh my god yeah and I think that it's just see that yeah yeah so I think it's interesting Robin Wright is like 90% 90% of why I'm still watching that oh, show. Oh, she's because so great. I could give less fucks about Francis. Like, it, I'm so, so, so sick of his monologues to camera. Yeah. And I'm so sick of him, like, mansplaining every character beat. Like, yeah. we understand what you were doing. Sorry to detour, like, into House of Cards for a minute here. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've had it, had yeah. a gutful. Um, and I also just think, like, this... How long can this show go on for? Yeah. I don't want it to go for five more seasons. It's yeah. not the West Wing. Mm. It doesn't deserve eight seasons, mm. nine seasons, however long. West Wing ran for eight or nine? Uh, I thought it was seven. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, House of Cards has, like, literally been running, like, what, two-thirds mm. of that length now? Yeah, I think it's hard to maintain the suspense for so yeah. long. And, um, and watching I think the Underwoods get away too. with everything is yeah. boring. Yeah, it is. It really is. And especially given how close it is to home as well. Yes, like, totally. And agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I know that I've had friends who didn't watch The West Wing when it was out, who watched House of Cards, and then were like, oh, West Wing's so, um, so boring. It's so earnest. It's Everyone so slow. wants to make the world a better place, yeah. genuinely. <laughs> yeah. And, like, West Wing has its problems as yes. well. But, but um, yeah, <laughs> it is interesting. Female characters. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, we've discussed that yeah. more than once yeah. before on love this podcast. Love you, Alison, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, she's, oh yeah. my God, love anyway. her so much. Uh, anyway, I actually watched a TV series this week, um, being sick and all. Mm. I just am like, oh, which other one is on my list? <laughs> and I'm given that um, James Callis, friend of the podcast, um, has been tweeting a lot about 12 Monkeys. I decided to watch that. Um, I guess like spoiler, non-spoiler, he's not there till season three. So <laughs> I went through the first James two seasons Callis, and it's based on the engines. movie 12 Monkeys. <laughs> Have you seen that? I haven't. Um, our producer Tom, who's not here this week has. Yeah. Um, and I think like he didn't love it. And so he told me not to watch it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause the movie is great. And the All first right. season follows that. And then it just goes in a whole other direction, but it's got Amanda Schull, who was like the huh. main character in, um, center stage, yeah. which I love. I'm like, yes. yeah, you're doing something I've never else. Seen her in anything Else. Yeah, and then also um, Colonel Ty is in it as well, yes. which was really exciting. So I was just like, you know, all your faves, all of the faves, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, my faves, your faves. <laughs> um, but it was really so. I binge watched that, and um, that was my my TV show of the week. I guess it makes me every time I come and sit and talk to you about um about my week, I always feel like I watch a lot of TV right now. So mm-hmm. I just feel like I've really leaned into the whole idea. I'm like, but I'm a pop culture podcaster now. Exactly. This is almost you, like work you know, for me. You got to and, and the thing about doing this podcast so far is it's actually really, it's great, but it's really weird now to watch an episode week by week. Mm. It's really, really weird to tune into something on a per week basis which is how tv used to be it used to be back in the day but i realized like we you know we proceed at an almost like astronomically slow pace Mm. with this podcast which i i love because it's like you know a deep dive into episode by episode um compared to like 
I don't know. I could watch. I'd probably watch seven episodes of House of Cards this week. Yeah, and it's like, and I mean, same for me as well. (laughs) And like, I know that. Like being really honest, if I'm watching TV, if I'm binging a show after a few episodes, I really start to tune out of it. Mm. And, I, and I, I kind of, I love, um, I, I love doing it week by week. I think it's making me really rethink how I watch mm. television series and whether or not I should start to like implement some boundaries for myself on TV shows yeah. being like, cause I'm like, Oh my God, but there's so many and I have to watch them all being like, maybe I should Pokemon. have, <laughs> I know well, you play Pokemon I Go. I do play Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've just got the nerd thing going so well right now. I'm also wearing my Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows necklace, which I, well, Melia and I won Damn in a Harry straight. Potter trivia night. So, you know, I've got Buffy trivia coming up in a couple of weeks, which I'm super excited about. I know. So good. It's just winning all the things, winning all the life. Anyway, I feel like um, we've rambled on for quite a while now. Well, what did you think? You liked the episode? I really liked the episode. I did. I mean, obviously there's some terrorism in it too, so I'm like, yes. (laughs) Uh, Although interesting to think about like terrorism in this manner of like, it's someone who knows, I guess it still is terrorism, isn't it? But it's a different kind of take on it. It's not really mm. a suicide bomber because he's mm. not really dying. Well, it kind of calls into question, like, it, it kind of forces you to examine the act of mm. a suicide bomber just for, the, like, the actual... Uh, like, it's not like... The, we don't know enough about the Cylons at this point to know, like, do they... Like, is their consciousness... I think we've talked about this in previous yeah. episodes. Like, is it... Um, renewed like do they know that they're going to like they've got a literal afterlife or a Mm. lack of an afterlife um it's it's a very different discussion than if you're having a discussion about like a religious extremist for instance but actually it's kind of the same yeah 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 it forces you to like have that and examine it through the action rather Mm. than like all the other stuff that you could like in the real world you Mm. know extrapolate around it yeah so from the beginning i was like oh yes this is a great we're off (laughs) to a great great start oh yeah and the only thing that annoyed me about the opening actually is that they did the previously on Mm. where they really heavily featured doral and i was like oh you've ruined the surprise because we're following this strange and you're like obviously it's him yeah and then also it's kind of like come on like we're five episodes in Mm. like we've seen doral in almost every episode Mm. like we know who he is yeah Yeah. anyway annoying introduction aside i Mm. did really like this episode yeah um yeah i had a few like critiques um but yeah i liked it yeah should we get into the beat i think we should get into the beat by beat awesome um Feel free to interrupt me at any time. Always. Always. <laughs> so on board the Galactica, as you mentioned, um, we start with this kind of like big scene where, you know, Tyrrell and Boomer are continuing to carry on with their affair. Um, and as they're kind of having their little tryst, we see another Doral passing the security clearance. Um, and obviously we know he's a Cylon, but other than Bolter, no one on the Galactica is sure that he's a Cylon, right? Well, I mean, they're not sure, but I'm sure if they saw him again, that would pretty much determine that he was. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously time. Yeah, exactly. And... Yeah. So, but like for your average um, security like, no, of people course not. on board yeah. the Galactica, they don't know it's no. Cylon. At this point, no one other than Adama, Ty, Roslyn, um, and a couple of like, you know, Bolter, a couple of the higher um, ranking officers mm. on the Galactica know about the Cylons taking human form. Um, so we see him pass the security clearances and then kind of turn away from the other civilian visitors. Mm. Um, and we see, and I was really glad like that 
you know, something I do like about this show, and I think it gets right most of the time, is it lets its characters actually make logical and, like, smart decisions. Yeah. So we see, like, Ty notice him and kind of try to surreptitiously, like, call in for reinforcement. Yeah. Um, to, you know, get him. Um, and then we also see Adama notice him. Um, and Adama pretty much, like, turns straight for him to act action immediately, but it's too late as he detonates the bomb. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, great opener. Yeah, and that image of him just being like, ha ha yeah. yeah, opening to reveal his, um, yeah, bomb-laden uh, chest. Yeah. Pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and so the aftermath of that, we go immediately to, like, the fallout, and we find out that three people are dead and 13 people have been injured. That guy, like, blackened yeah. person is full on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Like a lot One point five minutes in, mm. like yeah, like um, I guess you can do that on Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> yeah. So wait, was this a? It was an original Sci-Fi series. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really yeah. different thing of like you know a lot of other TV shows that have had to go through like yeah rigorous yeah um, yeah audience testing and whatnot. Mm. Um, yeah. So Ty and Adama are forced to tell the Master of Arms who is what's her name, Lieutenant Hadrian. I so think it is. is she the one that was like? That we were like, well, who is this chick who's like yes. questioning? Yeah, it's the same yeah. chick. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I should be more clear about that. This one that was like, okay. um, how many? Oh, she was like, what? Well, the she was just mansplaining. Well, not mansplaining, but mm. like the situation about the bomb that the yeah. missile that went. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. also, as the Master of Arms, Sergeant Hadrian was also mentioned in the water episode yeah. because the Master of Arms was accountable for keeping track of the, the bombs that yeah. were missing, that were detonated and exploding the water tank. Yeah. Um, so we have heard and seen from her in the past, but in this episode, she was obviously like a key figure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Sergeant Hadrian um, is like, Ty and Adama are forced to tell her that Xylons look like humans now. Mm. Um and she asks for an independent trial to investigate the attacks and also advises sending out a message to the fleet to tell civilians um, <coughs> that silence do take human form in order to mm. um, identify more copies of Doral and of the um, the guy that, well, she doesn't say that the other guy that they left on the anchorage, but, you know, she suggests that Doral yeah. is obviously another Cylon that they know um, has a human identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Dharma and Tai... They debate amongst themselves whether that is a good idea or not. Yeah, which I think that. is a really important question. And actually, weirdly, was in the mood for a bit of a like old school apocalyptic movie the other night and watched Jeep Impact. Mm. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. And that was actually, and it was funny. I was like, oh, wow, this is like the same question when they're like, oh, we're all going to die. But like, we can't tell anyone because people will panic. And that's yeah. really true, actually. Like, if I think about, you know, if someone mentioned it now, like that the media is going to hit the world and there was going to be like a and what do they call it? Like an extinction, extinction level event that like people would panic. Yeah. Same thing. Like the suspicion is valid, I think, but Mm -hmm. it is an interesting question about what people deserve to know. Yeah. And certainly one that's been very explored recently in things like, you know, um, Julian Assange, like WikiLeaks and like, Mm -hmm. um, what's his face in Russia. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, the edward snowden oh, is what i'm thinking okay of. i was like um the kremlin no no i mean that's a whole other thing but like yeah. with these people so, who've come yeah. forward as like whistleblowers it's yeah. it's obviously something that's um you know top of mind yeah 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 no i i agree i think it 
again, I think something that this show does well and a reason um, that I personally enjoyed is that they explore topics like this that have um, contemporary political relevance mm. in, in a equally um, kind of minded and logical way. Yeah. Like characters are actually like, hmm, what do we want to do mm. um, most of the time? Um, and then Rosalind, um, so then Adama has to tell Rosalind what's happened and they have another conversation. And I found that really interesting mm. the way that she handled it because she was like, um, you know, uh, I think, what did she say? I'm trying to remember what she it actually, she said. It says, she says transparency seems like it's really great, mm. but it inflicts pain on people and that there would be a price for sharing the knowledge. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that she would be the one. Mm. I didn't that think approach. that that would be her approach, so I was really interested. Not in that. as liberal as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I I could see why she had that perspective, and I also think it's um, you know, she as a politician is going to have a very different approach than the military. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I also thought it was interesting because they talk about the tribunal. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that sounds great, but in my experience, it's often like a witch hunt, and someone's going to have to be handed to the public as an outcome. Yeah. And I thought that was a really really. Uh, reasonable and logical perspective for her to have, particularly that there was going to need to be a public outcome. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to open this can of worms by saying mm. silence can take human form now, you want to abate those fears by being Well, that's the like, same thing with hey, Deep Impact. Blah, blah. They were like, they waited until yeah. they had a solution until they told the public. Yeah. They were like, we have this thing that we're going to save everybody mm-hmm. and now we're going to tell you so that you don't worry because yeah. we're going to fix it. Yeah. Um, what I thought this really illustrated though, this beginning bit, is um, how concentrated the power is mm. um, in Battlestar Galactic here in that society. Mm-hmm. Like there really is such a small yeah. concentration of power. Yeah, and it's um, not democratic. Because no. Because there really are like five people who can make decisions. And, those and decisions, only one of them yeah. was democratically elected. I'm making uh, yeah. parentheses with my fingers. Democratically elected. Because she was democratically elected, but not as a pre- not as president. president. And so like, it's really interesting to see that. I think this episode really demonstrates that. And the, and the dangers of that. Yeah, the absolutely. Dangers of having five people, mm. you know, not even really that are accountable for um, the democracy of their people. And I mean, it's often true, I think, in representative democracies anyway, mm. to a degree mm. that there is quite a concentration of power, but I think mm. it's really stark yeah. in this instance. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, yeah, she mentions the witch hunt thing, mm. which comes up multiple times in this episode. We'll talk about that later on but yeah I just think it was interesting when I rewatched this I was like oh Rosalind's actually the first person to use the terminology about mm. a witch hunt and she does that right at the beginning <coughs> of the episode yeah don't um, mind my coughing yeah. might happen a bit <laughs> oh goody mm. um so while that's going on we have kind of a weird p- passing scene um there are a few of these with Tyrrell and the the deck gang I think they're called um that at the time, like, uh, I was kind of like, oh, like, this is, like, wasting, like, two minutes of, like, my... Are you talking about the one with the alcohol? Yeah, but then it kind of does all pay off in terms of their actions and the camaraderie they have. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, that that is a good thing as a a leader or a manager. Mm. But, um, yeah, he catches the deck gang making moonshine and instead of, like, disciplining them, he's like, well, I'll show you a better way to do this. You're to kill yourself with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, um, you know, we also... um, we start to see the Master of Arms, um, so Sergeant Hadrian again, mm-hmm. getting into um, her tribunal um, and beginning to question people. Um, so she starts by questioning Callie and some of the other deck gang and their alibis don't match up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's kind of like, I think Callie says the chief was doing one thing, like mm-hmm. he was on the hangar deck and then someone else says that um, he was, you know, with them. Like basically 
they're not the sharpest tools in the box. Yeah. Like, I know that at this point, the Battlestar Galactica crew don't necessarily know that there's going to be a tribunal. Mm. Um, but you would think, like, if this tryst that he's got going on with Boomer, which, you know, they've been told to stop... Um, if it's, it's such so... a big deal, you would think that he would like be like, okay, so I was in my bunk last night to his people. But also, you think that like, so they've been told that people that people look like Cylons. So I think that yeah. any intelligent person can kind of work out what the line of questioning is getting at to a degree. Yeah. And like, I mean, I know that when it starts happening, I think that there's a conversation with the deck crew, and um, one of them's like, "Where do people look like Cylons? Every man for himself." And Callie's like, "That's exactly what they want us to do." Mm. And so they have an awareness about what the situation is. In this circumstance, wouldn't you think that an affair would be like quite low down? It's like, mm. it's like, um, I don't know. It's covering up this affair when the other option is that he's collaborating with Cylons mm. seems like you would just be like look I'm having an affair yeah sorry guys we've got bigger things to worry yeah. about I think that's one of the issues with mm. this kind of whole plot although mm. I would just call out in the first instance when when um Hadrian questions Callie and all that that's actually before the announcement's made oh is it so the first time she questions them and when she's kind of I wouldn't say she's ever innocuous because she's kind of like abrasive as a character super abrasive really like no people matter yeah um but the first time she asks them is before the announcement's made and then after that announcement's made is when one of the guys, who I don't remember the two guys' names, um, is like, everyone for themselves, like, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah, during the trial, <coughs> we'll come to this. Like, I really don't understand why, yeah, maybe that wasn't well communicated or, like, just from a military perspective, it's not clear enough. But I just felt like it was like, um, do you understand, like, what the alternative is mm. to what people think is going on here? Yeah, and I I mean, I think that would be really obvious, and I just can't imagine, like, even, like, Tyrrell himself, it's like, dude, just tell them, yeah. like, you know yeah. what this is about. Just be like, look, guys, my staff are covering for me. I'm still having an affair. I'm, but, and I mean, maybe that is because he suspects that, I mean, obviously in the questioning, they do that throwback to like mm. when he, when she told him that mm. she left the hangar door open, maybe he suspects something, Yeah. but like still, it seems illogical to me Yeah. when we've been saying how logical the show is. <laughs> I know that, that was a glaring omission, I would say. Mm. Um, yeah. So following like this initial, um, questioning for the tribunal, the president, um, Rosalind then goes to give a press conference on the Galactica um, explosion and her agreeance uh, with the Dharma on proceeding with this independent tribunal. Mm. Um, she announces that the Cylons have the ability to mimic human form and that they have reason to believe a Cylon agent was on board the Galactica. And they share an image of Doral and the guy from the Ranka Anchorage, um, who I don't, we don't have a name for him. Like, uh, you we know, still we don't call know him what Doral. Number, yeah. Yeah, we don't know what number Doral or that other guy from the Anchorage are. So I think from a cadence. What? Oh, you mean the same, it's the same person though? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two different people. Like there's Doral, um, and then there's the other guy who was at the anchorage, like the other oh, Cylon. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they share the two Cylon copies that yeah. they believe, you know, exist. Are, are I confirmed. completely forgot about that guy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was confirmed as Cylon as well. Yeah. So we ha- we've seen four, right? But they've seen yeah. two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they know about two. Um, yeah, so, you know, they share this out. Um, in the hope that uh, like civilians may spot other copies of these Cylons in their midst, and everyone of course goes like crazy, like mm. the press room just erupts because people are like, "Of course, what the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that was a really effective scene. Her I thought so too. I thought she was really abrasive for the way she put it, though. Like mm. she was just like, 
by the way people uh, silence like people now boom and then it, and then just like <laughs> drop the mic yeah exactly it was like a real like yeah pretty funny yeah. so um but yeah it was a really good scene um yeah no it's good i liked it mm. um yeah so then sergeant hadrian uh shows back up on the hangar deck um, to escort Tyrrell and Boomer to the tribunal. Um, and we see that the Deck Gang are obviously distressed by this. Um, yeah. They're grappling with the news of this, this Cylon announcement. Um, that's where we have that guy go, like, we're all looking out for ourselves yeah. kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, Boomer, Galactica Boomer, we should say. <coughs> um, Galactica Boomer. <coughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I'm moving my, my head away from the mic. My apologies. I'm trying. No, that's cool. I'll just, like, when you're coughing, I'll just... Um, I'll just pause for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Galactica Boomer is questioned um, by the tribunal on her affair with Tyrrell because it's in violation of her status and colonial military protocol. Mm. And she says that they called it off, um, which we know is a lie. Um, and why? I mean, why? I understand why Boomer lies. thrown you a life Yeah, lie. exactly. Um, but I mean, I understand why Boomer's lying because it would seem at this point, and we can discuss this yeah. later, that she is self-aware. Because obviously Caprica Boomer is... Yeah, yeah. Let's so talk about that later. We on. can talk about it later. But, but yeah, yeah. But I'm understanding why she doesn't grab the lifeline. But mm. yeah, tyranny wise, I'm not mm. sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that mm. Galactica Boomer. But we'll talk about that. There's a scene I think that rounds out the episode with her that we'll chat about later. Okay. Um, anyway, she says they called it off. She also says she has no idea where Tyrrell was at the time of the bombing, which is untrue. Mm. We we know they were together. Um, and then Tyrrell's questioned about his work on the watch. Um, like, he was supposed to be on the watch on the hangar deck the night of the bomb- bombing, but he was with Boomer. Um, and Hadrian knows, like, mm. his alibi doesn't match because he says he was in the bunk and all his subordinates say he was doing other things mm. that all conflict. Um, so she... she there are many him, copies. There though. are many copies. <laughs> she asked him if Boomer left the hatch at the time... Um, on at the time which he declined she asked uses the conflicting statements from his crew to show he has no alibi and she accuses him of meeting with a Cylon agent so I find it interesting that like they've kind of gone through all the same broad strokes and come out with a completely different conclusion Mm. Um, so they think that Tyrrell is like well they suspect like again they're not they're not even really worried about the affair they're actually just like well you were colluding with a Cylon agent (laughs) And also, I mean, why would any person collude with a Cylon agent? Mm. Surely you'd just be looking for a Cylon. Yeah, you just want to, like, you know there's 12 the models or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, if, actually, I don't think Adama has shared that information. But, no. You know, they but know that know there's that... more than one type of human Cylon. Yeah, so and so it's like... conceivably there be hundreds. Absolutely. And <laughs> so it's like, why would you be worrying about who's colluding why would anybody yeah. collude just intentionally find the, find just the find the cylon yes yeah. <laughs> um yeah i know I, I, it's strange isn't it um it is interesting like that we do see more of how in these scenes you know how the justice system works like mm. for the colony like the colonies um well, you know the tri- yeah the tribunal panel um like there's no they have like this you know yeah panel of people which we don't really know how they've been selected it's not they're not they're not like a jury because they're obviously like qualified mm. in some um government or military capacity um but there's no lawyers so people just get like kind of brought in because at one point oh, oh sorry i sorry i should finish by saying in that scene mm. tyrell 
decides to just like use his right to remain silent essentially and yeah. he just stops replying in the middle of the interview yeah because obviously he's like oh frack like i'm in i'm in a bind but then it's also like dude you look so much more guilty by turning around and being like well uh i'm gonna excuse my right to remain silent like that never looks good no but then also like why wouldn't he have a lawyer or something yeah where do you go from here yeah without a lawyer yeah exactly i found it really weird that they mention lawyers <laughs> um and that's did that's they not- mention them yeah, they, um, like, uh, where was it? Is it in this? Oh, don't worry. I'm just looking through my notes. Um, we might come to it later. We definitely hear about lawyers. Um, but, like, I don't know if it's just because of that particular tribunal or um, how different tribunal or court proceedings work in the colonies, but no one seems to have a lawyer. Like, no one brings a lawyer with them. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um yeah, actually, fun trivia fact of you. Well, I don't know if this is true or not. I meant to check it and I haven't. Mm. But I'm pretty sure one of the tribunal members is the mum from The Night Of, the HBO miniseries. Have you seen I that? I haven't seen it. It's really good. Um, That's anyway, pretty funny, though. It was random really, background really character. random. I love it when I see people like that um, just doing, like, even, like, even... Like, often roles that don't even have a name. Yeah. And you're I like, oh, it'd my be like, God, it's this Woman person. on Tribunal. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, it's the mum from the night of. Because she is, like, <laughs> brilliant in the, that miniseries. But yeah. this show precedes that show by probably, like, oh, 15 years, yeah. 14 years. So, yeah, anyway, shout out. Mm. Um, I don't know that actress's name, but, yeah, it was nice to see her pop up again. Um, uh, while this tribunal's going on Tyrrell's gang or deck gang start to kind of argue about the chief's involvement and actually having each other's backs Mm. um they feel like you know there's a lot of fear going on and we kind of see how that how quickly that paranoia can spread um because they're obsessing over who is and isn't the cylon um they all get brought in front of the tribunal to deliver their conflicting testimonies and it forces one of the specialists to kind of unfairly I think take responsibility for deliberately leaving the hatch open and why deliberately like why did he do it deliberately why did he say it was deliberate because like from my perspective when I saw that I'm like why didn't you just say you left it by accident yeah like it would have been been like yeah. look I was really embarrassed and yeah. I it's like a military need to be like I, I did everything I right yeah, yeah exactly. you could be like look I to be honest I'm I was going through that hatch and I think I might have left it open and I was covering my myself and blah, blah, blah. But he actually just goes, oh, mm. I deliberately left it open. And mm. it's like, why would you say that? Mm. Now you look guilty AF. Like, yeah, completely ridiculous. Agree. Uh, there were a few things that I just thought were like, you could pin, like, you could pin them down to like inexperience or fear or like, you know, just being feeling guilty about the thing in general we certainly see with Tyrrell later in the episode that he feels a degree of guilt and remorse over the situation but yeah just like kind of illogical yeah things that were too conveniently difficult mm. <laughs> um yeah so he he basically is um convicted um you know for kind of I guess like like conspiring to um or supporting the potential bombing. Like, it's all, like, a bit wishy-washy as no, to what he's like, actually convicted of. And then interrogation further than that. Like, no, why like, did you leave it deliberately yeah, open? Yeah, it's just like, what oh, did you, you need to achieve? I it was think like, it was like the show wanted to focus on the fact that the hatch door was left open because Boomer 
was using it and he mm. covered, but then they didn't really think about, they didn't have anything, they didn't want to do anything with that character after. They're like, oh, he's in the brig now. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> like, And then we never yeah. saw him again. Which or is weird we because do. if he is going to be offered up to the public, it's this kind of like, mm. as Rosalind put earlier, like the solution, like, hey, we've, we've, there was an issue, but we fixed it. Yeah. It's weird that we don't hear or see from him, yeah. him again. Um, yeah. We have, okay, we have this really weird scene I need to talk about with Bolter and Starbuck. Um, oh yeah, where he's, he's like totally tuning in. her. Yeah, to he's say, like, I wasn't even at all on my hello. way. Yeah, I, I, I just, bought you a cigar. I just, I just saw a blonde, and I was like a homing device to it. Yeah, <laughs> he's ridiculous. Yeah, but we love him. Yeah, we friend do. Of the friend of the pod. Um, and yeah, she points out. I love that he's like, oh hey, how how are you? Going? Was, and she's just like, oh, the silent bomber was headed to the sea deck. You know, isn't your project on the sea deck? And he's like, oh oh oh, and then. Uh, Six shows up in a nice silvery ensemble. Um, she's pretty impatient with him. I just love, like, she had this line at one point that's kind of like, me, me, always me, like, to him. And it's like, like I love when she patronizes him. Yeah. She also did <laughs> the, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, you're not the Hulk. That's really <laughs> lame. I didn't like that. Um, I didn't either. No. I made note of it in my mind. I was me like, too. oh, God, that was a bad line. Yeah, I was like, oh. Also, actually, I wanted to call out and I had it in my notes. I was like, you know, so he has this conversation with Six where he's, like, wussing out on the project and he's like, oh, I'm going to sabotage it because I might get bombed. And Six is like, no, you need to finish it, which all of that's pretty weird because we don't know why she's so intent on helping him anyway. Because she loves him. Because she loves him. Um, but then also, like, you know, she, like, strangles him. When these scenes are occurring, is he just, like, strangling himself in the corner? Like, it's so weird Don't they weird show him, though? Press, they only show him pressed up against the wall. Yeah, but is he just like, eh, to himself? It's very because Fight I'm Club, really, you know? Yeah, like, it is. You're yeah. like, oh, what's going on? And I'm then they... for Fight Club. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sorry, guys. I mean, come on. I feel like there should be an it's, amount of time... It's been 18 years. ...that a film is out that you can spoil it. Like, let's be real. Um, yeah. Although, I, I did meet someone <laughs> yeah. who didn't know the big twist in Star Wars... The first Star Wars? I'm Are nodding they, right now. Like the, you know, like the thing that is referenced in pop culture again and again and again. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And now I can't ever say anything because like, you don't know. Yeah. Like we've just got to watch Star Wars. So yeah, immediately. Yeah. But like, I was like, whoa, I didn't even know how that could happen. Like where Spoiler do you Spoiler culture is like bizarre though, in a way, like we could talk about this like as a separate topic for a while, but it is funny that like, yeah, you can have a, if I think if a pop culture artifact is a certain amount of time old, you just have to not be annoyed. Like I, I think was so like, too. I was reading Anna Karenina, which I'd never read before. Mm. I was reading it this year, like, early in the year. And like, also haven't read I was it. reading like the review on, um, on Goodreads and like Goodreads is supposed to like, uh, spoil spoiler sections. Yeah. Um, but this review spoiled like something that happens to one of the main characters that isn't like the big event of the book or anything, but it's like a thing. And I was mm. like, Oh, I'm so annoyed. I got this spoiled for me. <laughs> and my boyfriend was like, that book is like 300 years old. Like yeah. you can't be annoyed at the internet spoiling a book that is like 300 years old. Well, even Battlestar Galactica, years, like at least hundred years yeah, old. Yeah, absolutely. Like, come on, can't be annoyed. No, yeah. and like even Battlestar Galactica, like I honestly couldn't be like, please no one spoil me, but I couldn't yeah, be annoyed yeah. about it. It's been quite a while now. I feel yeah. like it's completely fair and like I've been working really hard to not have it spoiled for yeah. me. There are certain glimpses of things that I've seen. And I've been like, whoa, ah, like I would yeah. like unsee, unsee. As I said, I'm like boomer with the 
with the um, yeah. screen showing water. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't even I see, see it. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. So sorry for the people who haven't seen Fight Club. Also watch it. Um, it was an minor spoiler anyway, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we yeah. don't know which direction that is. True, or... true. Anyway. Which character or stuff anyway. Continuing on with the beat by beat. Because oh, we yes. went on a massive tangent there. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, we're still dealing with the trial. Dharma and Rosalind have a discussion about it. Um, and, and they discuss the, the trial and Tyrrell taking what they call the 23rd, which is like the right to remain silent. Yeah. Um, and like... Unlike, Do we have that in Australia? The right to remain silent? I actually don't know. Because in America, it's the 5th, isn't it? Or yeah. the 6th? Play the 5th. Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Because you hear it in popular culture. Yeah. It's the only reason I know. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, know if we have it here. Yeah. Well, I know no. we don't have a right to freedom of speech like they do in the States here. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like not inherently not too, a right. It's yeah, like yeah. not. We, but we don't have a constitution in the same way that the States like have a constitution. No. Um, and we know, and it's not enshrined in our popular culture like the amendments. No. And the rights and all that kind not of Not at all. We're just kind of like. Convicts. Yeah. Humans. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I, thought, I really found it interesting in this scene how, unlike the Master of Arms, who took, and I think, like, reasonably, took Tyrrell's silence as guilt, um, Adama's like, oh, I don't see the guilt or innocence through that. Um, and, yeah, this is why I was really sure that we heard about lawyers, because we learn in this scene as well that Adama's father was a civil liberties lawyer. Oh, okay. So he's like, my father was a lawyer, he was a civil liberties lawyer. I missed that. Um, yeah. Um, actually... I didn't watch much of this show because it was kind of rubbish. Sorry if anyone is a fan out there, but there's a spin-off show of Battlestar Galactica called Caprica, which is set oh. like 50 years before Battlestar Galactica event. Interesting. And it focuses on the Adamas as a family, but like senior Adama, so um, Adama, you know, our Adama's um, like dad, um, who is a lawyer, and like <coughs> <laughs> the kind of murky situations around human humanoid cylons and like you know how it's like an origin story essentially okay has a really good premise but like it was just poorly executed to be honest yeah not very gripping but anyway um yeah so his his dad was a civil liberties lawyer um and they're kind of having a good chat and then the call is interrupted when guards come to escort abdama before the trial um so he's involved now he gets questioned for withholding his knowledge of the Cylons from the public and his, also his security detachment on the um, on the ship. So, you know, basically not telling the Master of Arms earlier, which, again, totally reasonable. Like, mm. I don't know why you wouldn't have briefed in the security as, like, a classified thing, but that it would make sense for them to know. Um, but then also, like, did the trial just, like, take a complete... It's like, it's like Sergeant Hadrian got the tribunal, mm. found kind of like pulled at a thread and then the thread is starting to like really you know the jump is falling apart or whatever but this was like another direction for the trial to take as well or the mm. tribunal to take so it's kind of confused like it just felt like they were trying to pack in a few different things into like this one tribunal um yeah. but i do understand like you pull you know you start pulling something and and all these other things kind of come to the fr- uh the fray mm. um but yeah, she she um, accuses him uh, for not taking different procedures that may have improved the security of the fleet um, by. But yeah, like I mean, is that really the, the place of the tribunal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, Adama admits that he believes there are further Cylon agents on board the ship. 
Um, and he's accused of knowing about the relationship between Boomer and Tyrrell and allowing it to continue. And he calls himself a soft touch. Yeah. They're like, why? He's like, I'm a soft touch. And it's like, (laughs) are you though? Yeah. Really? It was literally like Sessions being like, I don't recall. I don't recall. It's like, that's so clearly not true anyway. But it was like, you're not a soft touch. And like Sergeant Hadrian would 100% know that that's untrue. So wouldn't you just say like, I don't know. Yeah. And like, we don't, we haven't really seen, we know Ty knew, Mm. but we haven't really seen Adama interact with Boomer and Tyrrell in, I don't think, at this point in that way. Mm. Like that he hasn't had knowledge of this going on. Mm. And it's more like the exos... It's more something the EXO would deal with. Yeah. Like for Ty to be like, you got to stop, shut this down. Which he did. Yeah, which he did. Um, so, like, my notes here, uh, if you can't <laughs> tell from my tone of voice, it's like all of Sergeant Hadrian's questions are reasonable, but they're delivered in a really undiplomatic way. Yeah. Like, if this is a tribunal, like, why is she like, you did this and you did that? It's like, isn't the tribunal deciding what to do based on the facts that are presented to them? Like, yeah. it doesn't feel very just however um adama <laughs> behaves pretty yeah yeah i had uh, inverted commas yeah however like adama behaves in a pretty undiplomatic way because he decides to just shut down the proceedings this and is crazy to allow the tribunal to continue and particularly and we'll talk about this later but with everything going on in politics right now i was like oh like yeah. oh my god this is such an awkward situation for that god and like this is such a wrong thing like and we can talk about this later as well in my opinion, yeah. for Adama to do so. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And like how the guards were just like, oh, all right, come on, lady, we're going. Like They paused for a moment. They paused for a moment. Um, yeah, and he just like says again that he believes it's turning into a witch hunt. Um, he pressures the guards into taking uh, Sergeant Hadrian into custody and mm. closing the trial. So, you know, pretty forceful stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the kind of final result of all of this stuff is that um the president makes a statement to the media um on the findings of the mm. trial um true to her prediction that they needed to put someone up for you know offering um so the guy's name is so so so, so bad with a lisp so chinas <laughs> so Cenas, uh, so Cenas? uh anyway you know this the the guy who got done for lucky he's not a regular gate. character that would be really awkward i know for you. It would be really bad <laughs> it would be bad for everyone um <laughs> but yeah when when they find out like um you know they they offer up the guy who left the gate the mm. gate open and when tyrrell hears that his um one of his debt gang has been charged he goes to adama and says that sachinus or sasinus whatever is protecting him um you just call him sock sock um Tyrrell admits to Adama that he was with Boomer at the time of the bombing, but Adama points out if Tyrrell doesn't know if his um, if his guy was lying or not, that or, or sorry, he says if he was lying or negligent, either way he has to pay the price, which is such an ironic statement to make, given that he was mm-hmm. like, nope, but I don't, I'm closing this down, like that was and also Tyrrell doesn't ironic, yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously he was doing that in like what Adama was saying that in a not subtle way to be like, this is your fault kind of to Tyrrell. Like I mm. felt like he was like, well, you made this happen. Like if you had admitted and not pleaded the 23rd or whatever, maybe more would have happened and that guy wouldn't have, they wouldn't have jumped on that. But you know, you, and then also- you're culpable too and you're not in the brig. He is. So he has to pay the price. Yeah. We'll talk more about that <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, Adama tells Tyrrell he's the most experienced non-commissioned officer that they have and that he needs Tyrrell, but he also kind of alludes to Tyrrell 
that Tyrrell should carry the guilt for what his subordinate is doing for him. Yep. Again, we'll yeah. talk about this later. Problematic. We will talk about it. <laughs> um, and so then Tyrrell responds by calling off the relationship with Boomer. He feels really guilty over Sachinus's fall and all that. He says, like, I've sacrificed so much for this relationship, which we... We're not worth we're, this. Yeah. And he also asks her if she left the hatch combing open and she's like, she refuses to answer. Um, this is what, you know, Sachinus got done and what it, he admitted to. Mm. Um, and she refuses to answer. She's like, obviously a offended by the question um so they are over um mm. you know Tyrrell's calling it off meanwhile we haven't talked about silent occupied caprica no but we usually do the galactica caprica separate yes. so we're good so let's talk about what happens on caprica mm. we had three scenes with caprica um helo searches for uh caprica boomer who or sharon who went missing yes <laughs> who there's that whole conversation with them, which I think is really interesting mm. where it sort of feels like it's the first time when, um, when they're actually, oh, I don't know. They're kind of having a little bit of competition between them. Mm. And then I loved my, one of my favorite lines was when six was like, Oh, he's very attractive. And Boomer's like, she says that about everyone. And I was like, <laughs> are you yeah. alive? Yeah. Like, it's just like in yeah. my mind, that's what was happening. I thought it was, um, yeah, so funny. pretty funny. And I also, um, my main note about this scene, because yeah, Cap- while he is searching, as you mentioned, Caprica Boomer and the other mm. two Cylons, a Doral and a Six, watch him. Um, and this is the first show, the time that I think the show has really tipped its um, hand in showing that this Boomer is self-aware, that she's a Cylon, and she is colluding with the Cylons on yeah. their plan. Yeah. Because they have a plan. They have a plan. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> so, um yeah, you know, I liked the way that we actually got more mm. perspective in that way. But, but, and this is like, uh, why do they pick really obvious spots? Like, would Hilo not just like look up and be like, oh, there's three people standing there, including Sharon. What's going on? Like, do you really think so people obvious. look up that much? Yeah, though. true. He, he needs one of those, like, lame, like, Tumblr tattoos or something. Like, look up. Or yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, because I yeah. think people don't look up as much as you think yeah. they might well even this is a lesson trained. from this week's episode always look up, look up. there could be silence spying on you from the rooftops you just never know what's up there <laughs> yeah i just find it really funny because it just seems like there Super is no obvious. one else it's there. like all like, they have you would to see do their shadows like on the ground that's actually true because there's no people i think <laughs> there's no that, people anywhere yeah. They do, they do seem like they are quite so close funny. to him it's so funny every each one of those scenes i was like um, I was but it's like, okay, so they always make this joke, like, um, I listen to a Buffy podcast and they always make this joke that no one has any peripheral vision mm. in the Buffyverse mm. because it'll be like, there's someone like right there and then suddenly it's a surprise and they're like, That's there's true. a real problem in Sunnydale of peripheral vision. <laughs> like no one seems to yeah. have it. People need to get their eyes checked. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's actually quite common in, I don't know, Plus, in I guess popular Plus only Hilo who's yeah. getting this like very obvious, like, you know, security detail of Cylons watching yeah. him, I guess. It's not like the whole fleet are doing that. But, but anyway, it was interesting to see them all in their group dynamic and everything. Yeah. And they've got characters. Yeah. Like each of those Cylons, even though we've probably seen, what, like 10, at least 10 different sixes at this mm. point, because they keep like showing up everywhere. Um, six has a personality. Yeah. The model six yeah. compared to the model boomer. And the model to boomer the model seems like Doral. much more like detached. Like six yeah. seems like a bit of a She's pouring heart yeah. kind of person. Yeah. Doral's like 
you know, just, just annoying, really. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's the least interesting Cylon, I yep. would say. Um, but so yeah, far. So far. <laughs> um, they have this conversation about if he, if he turns north, he loves Boomer, and if he turns south, he doesn't because they we kind of learn that obviously the key part of their plan is to like make Hilo fall in love with Boomer. Like it seems to be fake. a lot of their plans yeah. actually. They put a lot of stock in love. They do. Yeah. They're pretty like touchy feely. They are. Ironically for robots. But Well, um, I mean, we don't know what robots will be like. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. So we, we learn about their plan is, you know, their plan is to make Hilo fall in love with their um, Cylon Boomer um, or this this particular Caprica boomer. boomer. Yep, their woke boomer. Um, <laughs> Love it. And that, you know, they'll, I don't know what they, I don't know, like you, I don't want to give anything away. So don't I'm interested to know what you would think. But I think um, all we know at this point from the conversation here is that they want Hilo to fall in love with Boomer. Um, and, you know, in this instance, if he heads south, it means that he doesn't love Boomer, but then he turns north. So they agree that he's like sufficiently dedicated to her. They discuss the next step which we don't know what that is, but Boomer confirms she's prepared, and so they slap her around some. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> they do feel pain because it yep. seems like she's in pain. Yep. So that's something six that... Six really gets into her. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and then they give um, her to us. Oh, so you go. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, I don't know if we've seen it before, like... It was awesome watching Six just, like, wail on Boomer. Yeah, it was. Because Trisha Helfer is so tall and, like, slim, too. So she's just, like, all limbs going for it. And she was like, yeah, have at it. She was. (laughs) But I don't know if we really confirmed that... um, Oh, I guess we had the um, guy in the bunker thingy um, sort of seem like he was in pain from the allergies. But I don't Mm -hmm. know how much confirmation we've had that self-aware Cylons Mm -hmm. do actually feel... Mm -hmm pain mm-hmm. so that was good to yeah. kind of see and understand about and that the they had to make it convincing like yeah. there was that literal line where i yeah. think she's like oh that's enough or whatever like boomer's like oh and six is you like know, i'm just like oh no no yeah doing the competition because i think there might be a little bit of competition yeah, between I them think so too. Um, yeah. and i think that was played really well like you could kind of see it like this especially the women like this mm-hmm. kind of competition mm-hmm. between them like oh he obviously doesn't love you mm-hmm. um yeah. and like you know this thing of like they're sort of i don't know it was interesting mm. no i I agree mm. um yeah so they hand her um to a centurion um who drags her along just conveniently into Hilo's path um Hilo shoots the centurion and finds the seemingly you, distressed we're talking about the toaster boomer. oh yeah so sorry so those type of Cylons are called centurions the okay really tall ones with the toaster head yeah yeah the conventional okay. less like they're conventional yeah yeah Cylons. I just wanted to yeah. double check so I don't know if we've called it that before okay yeah. or if we've been calling them toaster Cylons <laughs> which is way more fun well yeah but they are, pre- yeah. Either way, centurions. I like, toasters. I like toasters. We'll call them toasters. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she's handed to a toaster, drags her along, just just into Hilo's path. He shoots it, finds her, you know, seemingly distressed and bashed about. And then we see that Doral and Six, again, just just out of uh, craning your neck distance, um, watch them as they exit. She's good. She's good. Yeah. Um, so let's have a conversation about boomer and self awareness then, shall yeah, we? Yeah, sure. Oh, because, would you like me to start? Well, I'm interested to. One thing we forgot to mention, and, and I would call out um, in in from my perspective, like what I think is going on, um, and not from like a smug like rewatch perspective, just mm-hmm. from watching it with the evidence presented in this episode. Let's say mm-hmm. um, that final shot where boomer. 
Um, oh wait, no, I might have been thinking of the next episode. Don't worry. Was that was there an, a shot of Boomer with the mirror? No. Okay, cool. That's next episode. Don't oh, worry. I watched two no episodes back to back. Spoilers. No spoilers. Um, I don't. I don't think that Galactica, Galactica Boomer, Boomer mm. knows she's a Cylon. Okay. But I hundred percent think that Caprica Boomer knows she's a Cylon. Absolutely. Um, and it's colluding. And I think that the whole point in the opening credits, which I've talked about before, when it's like some are programmed to think they're human and you have the two boomers and they turn to the camera is like, like the show kind of almost overtly being like, this boomer knows she's a silent and this one doesn't. What's going to happen? Interesting. Because this episode made me really think that um, both boomers must be self-aware, particularly mm. with the weird Terminator scene with Boomer at the end of the episode, Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with that and plus, I don't know, with her conversation with Tyrrell at the end and whatnot, it just sort of made me feel like maybe she was aware, given how well Caprica Boomer is acting. Um, yeah, so, that's good call. Yeah, so in my one, opinion, yeah. that's kind of what it is. One thing I also wrote in my notes that I forgot to call out earlier is I think it's really interesting – when Tyrrell's, it's like the first scene. Mm. I just totally didn't interrupt <laughs> you. When he's like, oh, I miss, you know, I miss your face. And she's like, but you see me all the time. He's like, oh, I miss your smell. And I was like, interesting. So I'm like, mm. smell is a very mm. important part of like human relationships, particularly romantic relationships. And it made me really think about how they smell mm-hmm. and like whether he's alluding to like a perfume, which I don't think he is, or like the way she smells and then I kind of got down a rabbit hole in my mind about like pheromones and whether or not there is some kind of like whether they have a specific one or whether or not they have like tailored pheromones for mm. different people or mm. like which is really interesting in my mind. That's super I'm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. My dating app of the future is like a dating <laughs> app where you can smell the person. Ooh. So I'm like always like, oh, I don't know about dating apps because I didn't. I just would want to know how they smell. So if you go on a date with Lisa, she's going to sniff you. I'll just come up and sniff <laughs> your neck, basically. Just like, hey, nice to meet you. It's like, it's like, it's like six, except instead of making out with you, I'm just going to smell you. Are you alive? <laughs> going to try that out, actually. It's a good call, Why though. Why am I still I think, single? Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, that, that is the, the true mystery of our time. Um, yeah, it's an interesting call out, though, because we still don't know enough about the Cylon uh, like biochemical, you know, makeup to know, yeah, how much of it. Like when we had the episode with the radar, the flying Cylon that mm. um, Starbuck piloted, you know, it's like organic matter, but yeah. then it's a machine, yeah, and has like you know an on switch, so to speak. And it's not like a Terminator um, type machine where it's like hmm. inside, it's like it's just a robot, yeah, exactly. and then it's just like this. No, outside, it's like it seems to be very like they're built. Which is bizarre. Because, like, even on the Anchorage, we saw that other Cylon, the one that we don't have a name of, that, you know, um, mm. they left there as well, um, you know, that he was sweating. Mm. Um, and they obviously can, like, cry and, like, you know, like, they secrete um, all the normal fluids, let's say. Yeah. Um, and so... Well, we can get this whole conversation about, like, what is a robot? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it seems like they're mostly organic mm-hmm. um, matter. And, is, and is, it's like, um, 
a few weeks ago, I put on an event for Vivid, um, which is like a big conference in Sydney. And we had a speaker come out um, on artificial intelligence. And he was saying like in one of the media interviews that I took him to that people tend to think artificial intelligence is like Westworld, Mm. like robots that have brains. But he's like, you know, artificial intelligence doesn't often even have a humanoid form Mm. or even character. um, Like, you know, artificial intelligence comes in so many forms that like 90% of people who engage with it don't actually realize they're engaging with it. Mm. Like people don't think that the way that Google organizes your inbox is artificial intelligence, but but it is. Mm. So then there's... The reason I bring that up is because you can, we could have a whole conversation, um, and I'm sure we will at some point while we watch the show, about like, yeah, how much like is 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 a robot a robot because of the mechanics, or if they're self-aware, if they believe that they're human, if they act like a human, smell like a human, fulfill all the you know quantities that we expect in humans, like. Are and they like, a robot? Is it really? because they're created? Yeah. And then in that case, yeah. um, say you have someone who uh, suffers a brain injury that manages to be cured, is that artificial intelligence? Mm. Because, like, I mean, where do you draw the line of that? Mm. And it's, it's, you know, the same thing with you, uh, if you're making arguments against medicine because it's playing God. It's like, at mm. what point are you playing mm. God? Like, should we not? And, I mean, there are some people who don't have any, use any medicine, who refuse to go to hospitals, who won't take that because they think it's sort of playing god if you will and so i guess you could have the same kind of debates about artificial intelligence Mm. and be like is it because they're created that therefore it's always artificial Mm. or is it because they're organic now that they sort of it's become something else very true i think maybe we need to have a special episode we totally should on artificial intelligence with some ai people because it would be really interesting to kind of go further into that watch the space yeah um do we want to talk about themes yes let's talk about themes um i think that's it's time i'm Mm -hmm. excited um so obviously the first one which we've touched upon is this sort of separation of powers idea Mm. um and so i found it personally really kind of chilling with everything that's happening in the u.s right now with donald trump and comey Mm. and like just you know this independent inquiry again quotation marks um which is shut down by adama and thinking about all the kind of conversations with trump Mm. and comey of like yeah shutting it down um the situation of the guard in that in that like I just really felt for him I'm like it's such a hard position to be in yeah you know this is your commander and you sort of have to he's the boss yeah but at the same time it's like an independent inquiry and so it's like you're sort of being pulled between these and I think a lot of people probably feel like that right now Mm -hmm. uh in and I I mean I really went out to him but also just the use of the word witch hunt Mm -hmm. when you have this tweet from Trump which I actually wrote down you're witnessing the single greatest witch hunt capital letters in American political history and I was like oh my god that word I'm so triggered by that word (laughs) sorry I had to use it but like I was just like watching I was like wow this is so you know I was like oh maybe there's something to be written about this like maybe a a parallel drawn yes. between this situation and what's happening right now. But I think Does you Trump had some Battlestar Galactica. Maybe. Oh, I mean, he watches uh, Fox News. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, um, I actually had this in my themes as well, because I was reading about, um, this episode, uh, you know, I was saying to Lisa before that, like, you can always tell how beloved an episode is in the Battlestar Galactica kind of canon by fans, by how much has been written about it on the wiki. And this one has a lot on it. And um, it included a mention of when the show was running, EP and showrunner um, Ron Moore kept a blog um, 
and on that blog and actually also used to record podcasts where he'd expand on themes of the episodes and he really was one of the kind of first showrunners to embrace podcasting um, as a creative medium to expand the universe of the the, the show, which I think is awesome. Um, friend of the pod, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, he asked, you know, was it wrong for Adama to dissolve a, legal, dissolve a legally constituted judicial trial simply because he sens- sensed it becoming a witch hunt? So to your point, Lisa, like... Yeah, was he actually protecting the larger concepts of justice? No, or I don't think was he was. He, yeah, and like them. we talked about concentration of power and it's like you set up this independent inquiry. Mm. You can't then turn around and say, oh no, people that I need. And like there's a whole thing as well, which like I, which was really interesting to me. Um, with this whole Tyrrell being the most qualified person, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. It's like a greater good Because argument, this isn't it? is something that happens all the time when it comes to sexual assault charges of academics, of people in politics, and there's always someone else that takes the fall for it. It's mm. usually the woman slash person in question who takes the fall for it. And so this whole idea of, um, you know, the that he's sort of like oh it's becoming a witch hunt against this person that i need mm-hmm. therefore i'm shutting this down mm-hmm. is just so wrong to me like there's just no question about it like what i love adama but what he did is completely wrong in this instance because the need for separation of power the need for independent inquiries to actually be independent is so mm. important mm. which we're seeing so much right now in our mm. current political climate um and to shut it down because someone he thinks is an expert which who he knows has done the wrong thing in some capacity Mm. um just because he needs him is just so wrong and i really disagree with the idea that him having the knowledge that tyrell has been the one to make a mistake and covering it up because he needs his expertise like that's just an excuse that has been used again and again and again and again to kind of cover up things and I don't mm. like it mm. Mm. yeah yeah it's like you know some someone did x thing but we need them for y reason which is or more important they're so brilliant yeah which is always one yeah. as well oh but they've got such they're a brilliant so... mind but they sexually assaulted that girl I mean, yeah. you see it with these things like with these um celebrity yeah. um trials like Bill yeah. Cosby and yeah. whatever and it's yeah. like oh but he brought laughter to millions and blah 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 and it's like that does not take away from mm-hmm. the fact that he allegedly drugged and mm-hmm. sexually assaulted women. Yeah. There's, like, have you seen um, the show Broadchurch? It's a no. British show. It's a crime drama. It's very good. Maybe it has um, to be on my list of binge for a minute. I'm not going to completely spoil it for you. I just mean if you're listening and okay. you're going to watch it at all, like maybe just like wait a minute and turn us off for a minute. But in Broadchurch, the central premise is like this boy is murdered um, in a small town, like in in Britain, mm. um, and the police have to work out who did it. And David Tennant's like this Scottish cop who's come into town to work on it, and then or like tasked with you know solving the murder. And then his um, support is this like local woman who knows everyone. Mm. And um, one of the things that comes up is one of the people who is involved at one point gives the justification for being involved to be like, I'm a really good person because I've saved all these lives because of my job and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you don't, you, you don't get Olivia Colman, the actress makes this point and, and 
I, it was one of the things that really stuck with me about this. It's like, you don't get to be like, I've done all these good things for people, so I'm okay to do like one bad thing. Mm. Like, it's kind of like the this one thing up, I fucked up in yeah. my life. And it's like, no. It's not how it works. It this comes up in Buffy all the time because mm. obviously she's saved so many lives. Mm. And there are so many times when. Um, you know, someone will try to justify to her and be like, we've done this one bad thing, but you've done so... Look, think of all the lives that you've mm, saved. And mm. she's like being... And this is always really great about her. She's like being like, you know, the Slayer does not give me license to kill because it doesn't work like, like that. Yeah, because she's it's like, for the greater good. Yeah, absolutely. And she's yep. like, it doesn't matter if I've, um, you know, saved a million lives or saved the world X amount of time. Yeah. I don't get license to kill. Yep. And that's a theme that is recurring in, mm. in Buffy, which I love. And yeah, this just made me really think of that. And it just really irks me because like, yeah, it is always like sexual assault or like, mm. you know, murder of children or mm. abuse at home. And there was even a really great article um today that i read um it was by and i don't know if you've heard about this case but somewhere in the uk um this man killed his his wife and daughter so she just left him no i, I mean this story this. happens again yeah. and again and again and again anyway but basically these two sons who weren't in town at the time have come out and said everyone's saying he was such a great guy and blah 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 and like that's not true he did a lot of things that led to this for starters. And secondly, it doesn't matter anyway. Mm. Like, you know, every like time every you justify this. It's like known as a family man. Like, you know, he he was a local legend. Like Swimming blah, blah, blah. star. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... Local swimming no, no, star like, rapes girl. No, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if he's a good swimmer. And yeah. it happens again and again. So this was a big like thing this. for me. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, like, it was weird. I actually... And, um, you know, I don't want to spoil stuff for episodes ahead or anything, but... I can't, I can't remember because I haven't read, like I haven't rewatched that far ahead, um, how this all plays out and where it goes from here. But it's like, I kind of expected Rosalind to be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like you wanted this trial, you're getting it. Like, but does she really have does a she even strong know? idea? Because yeah, it doesn't really seem like she happened. knows. Uh-uh. But it's like you know, this is a problem. Like yeah. what we were talking about before, like. Um, I think we were talking about this off air, but if you only have like, or oh, I don't know, we were talk- like, if there's only five people, you know, in the fleet who mm. are making decisions that affect the entire fleet, yeah, like that is an enormous amount of power on a very select few. And so when something like this happens, when one person doesn't agree with another person's decision, there's like really no one else to obstruct that yep. or show that democracy is carried out. Were we having this conversation on this podcast or before? <laughs> I, I don't remember. We had Sorry if we've already had this conversation. But basically the conversation was that there's a, there's a very small concentration. No, no, we talked about it on air. But yeah, and, and this <laughs> is the thing. is like she's the only one democratically, kind of democratically elected. Kind and, of democratically. And, and that's mm. a real, a really massive problem. So mm-hmm. this, this to me, was like the overarching thing and it showed the problems with like yeah it showed their problems with the the legal system that Mm. they have in place for that and the problems that they have as a result of having really no democratically elected government government or governing structure because like imagine if and like imagine what the situation would be let's go back to america in america right now if the only democratically elected person was Donald Trump mm. and he only had his military advisor Oosh. or like the head of the military. <laughs> but you can imagine the difference of, uh, you know, in a, in a um, representative, th- that's the, the point of having a Congress, mm. um, a Senate or like, you know, House of Representatives here in Australia. Yeah. And obviously our system's a little bit that. different, but like the point of having like 
different officials a for different regions and and um and also just to have that kind of bigger group is that that kind of bureaucracy blocks people abusing power Mm. which is what i think is really happening here and love rosalind love adama but i'm really against this whole situation and maybe it's hitting too close to home i know well Um, timely and it just shows that you can make a science fiction like tv show um, you know, on a pretty specific channel uh, of a pretty specific franchise that wasn't very popular. Sorry, original series nerds when it first came out, mm. and it can be relevant like hey, over a decade later. Buffy still like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's crazy. Buffy turned twenty this year, and people still write articles about it on a mm. regular basis. Mm-hmm. I know because I read them all. <laughs> um, we're obviously making this podcast about Battle Galactica, um, so that was kind of the first, and obviously the overarching theme. Um, and then there are a couple of other ones. So obviously we've touched on this. Um, what does the public have a right to know? Um, so, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Rosalind says transparency mm-hmm. sounds great, mm-hmm. causes panic, inflicts pain, and that there's a price to pay, which is true. Um, this is obviously something that I was explored in um, Deep Impact, like I said, I was watching before. <laughs> which I'm totally going to watch tonight now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel like watching Deep Impact again. Yeah, yep. it was, uh, it was a, good, a good watch. So obviously, like, that's a, um, a, a theme. Um, also... Um, uh, on that, there's a lot of other TV shows that do it. So um, I know I've, I watched The Hundred as well, and there's a similar argument that they're having. And, uh-huh. and so it's that kind of thing of like crowdsourcing kind of solutions versus causing mm. panic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Actually, yeah, I think so too. Um, and see what kind of happens. And I, I actually made me think about so um, uh, it's kind of kind of on this along the same line, but a bit different. But um, so this week, our Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull, was at a benefit that was supposed to be, like, kind of silent. There wasn't supposed to be any footage from that, I guess, Chatham House rule. Yeah. And he uh, he made a speech that was mocking Donald Trump that someone leaked. And, like, I personally find this very irresponsible. Um and it just, like, I know it's not quite the same, but it's sort of that thing of, like, yep, okay, we all had a laugh. And, and it, it blew was, up because it blew Australians up love this kind of political – this is, like, our favourite kind of political reporting in Australia. It's like, mm. oh, ha, ha, someone fucked up. And yeah. it was, like, kind of silly. And there's, like, you know, our Prime Minister is kind of silly. Yeah. Like, oh, and Donald Trump was involved. Like, but this is the thing is, like – actually no. really And this is the thing about it. it is, like, yep, all well and good. I I mean, I loved Hassan Minaj's correspondence because oh, I love Hassan Minaj, but also because it was amazing. And I love, you know, when Stephen Colbert did it, when Mm -hmm. George Bush Mm -hmm. was president, I think that we need to laugh at our politicians. And I think that's really healthy. I don't think our prime minister should be doing it with one of our closest allies uh, in any situation where it could be leaked. And I just don't think the person who leaked it really thought through that. And I'd be very interested to see Mm. if there are any ramifications Mm. from a very reactive, very insecure president. Um, And so it made me think of that as well with this idea of like what people have a right to know. Now, did we have a right to know that he made these jokes in, you know, what he thought was a safe space, Mm. which Mm. I mean, Come on, Malcolm. That was really, really, really stupid. It's not even very good. Like, it's not even... Like, he doesn't even really say anything clever or funny. No. And it was just so... (laughs) Such a dumb decision. Yeah. Yeah. It was... He was looking for an easy laugh. But, like, do we have a right to see that? Mm. Does it make anything better? No. Does it necessitate being... Yeah. And so I think that's a really interesting question. And it will be interesting to see, um, as I said, where that goes. Um, And then my last theme, which is just a small kind of theme, was um, what you'll do for love 
which is kind of fluffy and whatever. But I think that hmm. the Cylons do play a lot with yeah. love. Um, I think even that what um, I guess Tyrrell's deck, uh, crew deck did for him was mm-hmm. out of love. Mm-hmm. Um, a different kind of love, obviously. But I think um, it's interesting how the Cylons seem to really be playing into that. The way that the six, um, so uh, the six Galactica six, the one in, um, mm-hmm. in Bolter's head, has obviously, and it would seem to me, I mean, not obviously, but like it seems to me that she's sort of kind of gone off the path because she loves him in a way. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that develops as well. And so the role of kind of love in all of this. And um, I know I was watching, so I've been watching the 12 monkeys, as I said, and that's a really big theme in that is what people will do for love. And mm-hmm. most of the conflict comes from, people loving their children, people loving their partners and actually mm-hmm. refusing to, um, you know, kill them, stop them because they, um, you know, even if it will save the world, they mm. refuse mm. because they love them. So I think it'll be interesting to see how mm. that's played around within in the series moving forward. Awesome. Um, should we wrap it up? We're running a little long this episode. I think we, we should just chat about. We did. And I think we should wrap it up because I think my voice is... Oh, definitely yeah. giving out at this point um but yeah i'm really excited for next week i don't have any predictions Sorry. that's okay we didn't have any fracks either this was a zero no fracks. fracks are you episode. sure well from what i what i checked i feel like there was one frack all right if you thought there was a frack don't forget to leave us a review <laughs> and tell us or email us with feedback at beardsbeatsbsg at gmail.com silent count silent count we there had quite two a few boomers, two tyrells Two sixes. Two dor- Dorals, not Tyrrells. Tyrrells, Dorals, yeah. They're very similar sounding names. Yeah, no, not Tyrrell. <laughs> but I did write Tyrrell. Um, two Dorals, two Boomers, two sixes and toasters. Yeah. Um, just one, 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 one toaster. toaster. One dead toaster. Yeah. And um, then obviously we saw the picture of the other guy. Yeah. Doesn't really count. Nah. We remember he's a Cylon though, I guess. Yeah, actually, like, I feel like, oh, yeah, that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. I remember him. <laughs> I remember um, him. Interesting to see if he comes up again yeah. soon. Well, we'll find out. Um, join us next week when we discuss episode seven, six degrees of separation. Oh, um, six. Hey. Mm, oh, I think that might be making I a pun I think it might there. be a pun in that title. Maybe. <laughs> um, and we will find out whether or not we do see that guy or other Cylons. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> again. You'd think you'd see one. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.